This is about humans dreaming together. About humans supporting each other on our journeys. It's about the science and the art behind making our dream lives a reality. To the students of life. The young and the curious. The dreamers and the doers. To those who crave to be a strong individual. And want to be part of something bigger than themselves. Welcome. 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 Welcome to the Dreamology Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Tim Bishop, back with another episode of the Dreamology Podcast. Remember, we are here because in school, we didn't learn about how to make our dream lives a reality. And so here we are studying how to do that. And we are making sure that we're all making daily progress towards our dream lives. For me, it's been a little bit over 18 months since I made the conscious decision to try to make my dream life a reality. And in that process, I am trying to grow, to transform, to connect, to love, to contribute, and to really just see what the best life looks like for me. And I want to help others do the same. And these conversations are a way that I can do that. And so I'm really excited to introduce today's guest. Let's get to it. Today's guest is the absolute man, Polly Long. He is an entrepreneur, the founder of Mindset, a company that is taking people's mindsets to the next level and making their dreams a reality, just like we're doing on this podcast. He has accumulated over 230,000 followers on Instagram as he inspires people every day to chase the life of their dreams. And he has a pretty awesome story. He started from not going to school, working at an LA fitness for four years, until one day he decided that there was more out there for him in life. And he started trying and trying and experimenting and failing and experimenting and failing until finally he found his thing where now he is starting his business, traveling the world, and doing big things. And so it was really an honor to have him on the show. And I'm super excited to share his words of wisdom, advice, and life story with you. So without further ado, here is Polly Long. All right. All right. Dream chasers out there. We got Polly Long on the show today. Very special guest, traveler, entrepreneur, mindset coach. Uh, man, man's doing it all right now. And he's out in Hawaii for this call. Polly, um, it's been a crazy year. How you doing personally, man? How how you been the last couple couple months? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me too. Um, it's been it's been wild, man. Um, just to give you and the listeners a little breakdown of everything that's been going on. Um, go back to uh, to uh, July last year um, is when I I decided to just completely 180 my life, um, drop everything I was doing, and just jump cold turkey right into entrepreneurship. Um, I, I had like no money, no job, no income, no plan, no nothing. And um, I had been, uh, I, I had quit my job of four years back in the end of March last year, which was with uh, LA Fitness, the gym chain. Um, gotcha. I, was the, I was the personal training manager um, for, for a few different clubs um, for them, a few different gyms for them um, over the course of four years. And I quit. I got uh, a job with a real estate team, you know, making making phone calls and setting up, setting up appointments. And uh, I was I was studying for my exam during that. I had already failed it twice by the time I joined their team. Failed it another time during that. And <laughs> I passed it a fourth time, you know, um, uh, in uh, in June. 
Um, and then, and then I had my, I was with them for like three more weeks after I passed my test. And, uh, I realized that it was just not at all what I wanted to be doing. Um, didn't really like the way they were conducting themselves. And I, I split, we, so we, we, we parted ways July 1st. And like I said, I've been networking with all these guys on Instagram. Um, and I, I invested, I was, first of all, too, I was trying all of these different businesses while I was also trying real estate. So I was like, I was in like, you know, different like MLM, you know, network, network marketing businesses, um, trying, trying to do real estate. Then I paid for like a $15, or a $50, $1,500, uh, mentorship, uh, for like e-com and Shopify. Uh, I paid like 500 bucks or someone to teach me how to like, you know, do Instagram, right. And run that, but I was just like investing, 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 right. And trying failing and trying and failing like crazy. Um, and, uh, the, the guy who I invested, $1,500 with for Shopify also offered to fly me out to Arizona, um, where he, where he lived. And the, and the other guy who was also, who I also paid for Instagram was like friends with him and worked in the office right next to him. So I was like, Oh, this is perfect. I can go out. I can meet both, both parties, you know, see what's going see what's going on and, and do something crazy with my life. And then for me, this was, um, this was very foreign at the time for me to do that, right? This was very, very, like I, I would have never done something like this before, but I was just so fed up with doing the same shit with my life that I was like, you know what? Fuck it, mm -hmm. right? And I got on the plane and I went and I didn't, I, I was, it was a one way. I didn't know when I was coming back. I said, my dad, I'll, I'll see you guys in a weekend. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Who so, knows? Right? <laughs> and, um, and I got there and I, I, was, I was sleeping on this kid's couch, right? Um, with like, and, and there was like three other kids who also did the same thing, like paid for a mentorship, got a flight out. We're all like sleeping on this kid's couch and like, has like bean bags. And it was just crazy. It was crazy. It was a whole new experience for me. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Right. Um, and, uh, and, um, I, I stayed there for two weeks. I, I came back after meeting the other people too. Um, and I decided, and, and I also met this kid, uh, who I became like really good friends with out there. Um, and I was like, you know what, everything is just aligning right now i was like i'm going for it so so i was like let me let me you know go home and get my stuff together and I'll, maybe i'll maybe i'll go there in like a couple months something like that so i get home and i'm like two weeks later i'm like talking on the phone with one of the guys and i'm like yeah i'll probably come out in like october or something like that i mean me, mind you not it's like uh it's like beginning the middle of august right and okay. he's like he's like dude what are you waiting for and i'm like right i got nothing <laughs> you know i'm like i got no answer for that so i literally got on my computer that night stayed up till like 5 a.m uh looking at airbnbs finally i just booked an airbnb for uh for august 19th all the way through to september 30th uh got got all my shit together five days later i packed up my car and split uh peace everyone later moved to arizona on a whim drove cross country three days uh, straight, like no stop, like, like a little bit of stopping here and there. You know, I stopped in, uh, I stopped in like DC to see like, you know, some, some like the white house and stuff like that. I stopped in Tennessee, uh, Nashville. Where are you from? Uh, Philly, Philly. Oh, okay. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, so okay, just gotcha. perspective on this, I drove from Philly to Arizona three days. Right. So I went DC to Nashville, uh, stopped in, uh, stopped in uh, Memphis for lunch, drove all the way to Texas, Dallas for dinner. Um, and they kept driving across Texas, crack, got there at like one in the morning, crashed in, in Texas the second night. I slept in Nashville the first night and then uh, made a, made a beeline for, uh, 
I think I stopped in like El Paso or something like that for lunch and then, uh, and then hit Tucson, Arizona for dinner. And then boom, got to Scottsdale the third day. And it was just crazy. Like I just completely was like, I'm, I'm doing something with my life right now. Like this is it. And I'm not giving myself a choice. I'm not giving myself an option. I'm not, I'm not giving myself anything, but the, the, the ability to win. That was it. Like, I was just like, dude, fuck this. I'm, I'm done. You know? Yeah. And I, and I got there, like I said, I had no money. I had no job. I had no income. I had no plan. I had no nothing. And I just started hustling. And I still tried like a few different businesses again while I got there and just kept failing. Like try, fail, mm. try, fail, try, fail. And I was making a little bit of money online. I was like, you know, kind of like affiliating other businesses for like for a commission, that kind of thing. Um, and so I linked up with a ton of people, um, did some traveling, went to LA, went to Mexico, went to Vegas, just kept meeting more and more and more and more and more people. Um, and mind you not the guy that I told you, I became really good friends with, um, me and him were just doing everything together. Right. And then, mm. uh, we both left those people within a month. Um, cause that's how I met him. He did the same exact thing. He, he got the, the Shopify uh, mentorship and the Instagram guys. And we were like, we were working with the same people and we realized all of them were just like not the people we wanted to be working with. Um, and we split and uh, he built his own business. I built my own business. Um, so fast forward to uh, December, I drove back home again. Uh, I, I packed my car up again, uh, split. We booked a trip to Bali actually, me and this guy. Um, so we, uh, we booked a one month trip to Bali, Indonesia uh, for January, the first, or second week of January uh, to the second week of February. And uh, we were like, let's go see our families. He was from Jersey, I'm from Philly. So um, I, I packed my car up again with a puppy this time too, mind you not. <laughs> I, I got a puppy out there. I was doing, I was just doing everything. I was like losing my mind. Um, drove back home again, three days, got to, uh, got to Philly and um, stayed there for a few weeks and then went to Bali. So this is where it gets interesting. And I just wanted to give you guys like the, the, the backdrop. Of, uh, I love it. Dude. Like, how the hell I got it, you know, to where I was going. Right. So, yeah. so we booked this trip to Bali. Um, we go home, you know, see, see the families for, for the holidays, whatever. Uh, January 9th, we, we get on the plane, 24 hour travel to, uh, to Bali. They're good to go. So when you're out overseas there, you gotta, you gotta, uh, unless you have a long-term social visa or a Kitas visa, visa, um, you know, that grants you like six months of citizenship or four years of citizenship or something crazy like that. You got to fly out every 30 days when you're staying over there long-term, right? Yeah. Anywhere like that, right? Bali, Southeast Asia, any, anywhere there. Um, so the, so after the first month was up, I decided I wanted to stay. I loved it. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going home. So that guy that I was with, he, he went back to the States. I flew to Singapore for a few days and this is right around the time. This is February 10th, February 9th, right around the time that Corona kind of, just like you said, kind of the time where Corona started getting a little sketchy. Yeah. And, um, and I flew to Singapore for a few days. First time I ever like traveled, traveled on my own, which was awesome. Great experience, you know, just kind of mucked around the city for a few days and checked it out and then went back to Bali. Spent another 30 days in Bali. Okay. So now we're at March. Now we're at March 12th. Yeah. It's time to fly out again. So I had booked a trip to uh, Philippines, Puerto Princesa, Philippines for four days, March 12th to March 16th. And I'll, I, I know everything about the story, like from the exact dates to the exact dates, because it was just so <laughs> crazy. I'll never forget it. And I'll be able to tell this for the rest of my life. So I get to I get to Philippines March 12th. I land kind of kind of like kind of like you know 6 p.m. 7 p.m. I'm just tired. I'm like let me grab dinner. I'm gonna go to sleep. I got a whole plan to drive halfway up the island, park up in a village, drive all the way to the top of the island, hit the El Nido popular spot. Yeah. 
down the last day, go to sleep, and then boom, I'm on the plane Monday the 16th, right? So I wake up. Now it's Friday the 13th, of course, right? Love the yeah, idea. And, right. and I go and I go down. I slept in a little bit till like nine. I, I was like exhausted. I had some work to do too. So I was in my hotel room for a couple hours just on my computer. By the time I got downstairs, it's like 11, 11.30, almost 12. And um, I go to the front and I'm like, hey, do you guys, you guys do car rentals, right? And they're like, yeah. They're, I'm like, they're like, where are you going? I'm like, I give them my whole plan. And she's looking at me like I got 12 heads. She's like, dude, what are you talking about right now? And I'm like, what's the issue, right? She's like, have you not heard? And I'm like, heard what? And she gets a piece of paper and slaps it in my face like this. And it says lockdown, mandatory lockdown starting Sunday the 15th. And I'm like, oh shit shit right <laughs> like it was one of those oh shit moments like oh my god you gotta be kidding me and she's like if you don't want to be here with us for, for uh, the next like you know however long you better get out and i'm like uh, uh, right i'm like in awe so i'm on my computer now i'm like oh my god i'm scrambling i'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god, oh my god. like the reality setting it up like if i don't get a flight now like I'm fucked right and i'm looking at it and it's like every time i would find a flight i like it's like while it was loading, it got booked like that. It was just, it was like, they were just disappearing, 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 disappearing. And I'm like scrambling. I'm like, no, 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 no. So <laughs> I, after like 30 minutes of like, literally like every time I would find a flight, it was like getting booked while I was booking it. So after like 30 minutes of that, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, give, I'm like, uh, give me to the airport. Right. So I call a cab. Cab comes, gets me to the airport. And, and in the Philippines, a lot of these cabs, it's like a, it's like a tricycle thing. So I'm like, I'm like in this little like tricycle, like a, like a Fred Flintstone car. Okay. Imagine with like, with like a tuk-tuk like like thing. Yeah, literally. Like, like imagine a motorcycle with like a Fred Flintstone cap. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like bumping around my head, smacking the ceiling. It was just, it was crazy, man. I get to the airport. The line is, is just ridiculous. It's, it's the entire building. Right. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So, so while I'm look, while I'm in the coffee shop getting this guy money for the cab, I come back. There's two German kids, these brothers, um, who were also actually trying to get to Bali, like I was, standing there talking to him. And and they're like, hey, they're they're he's, they're like your driver said you're trying to get to Bali, and I'm and I'm like, yeah. And uh, they're like, dude, it's it's screwed right now. He, they're like, we're trying to get, uh, we're gonna go to the mall and talk to the flight people at the mall and see if they have any extra flights. So I'm, so I'm like, all right, whatever, let's just roll together. So now me and these kids we're rolling together. We're, we're all three of us are in this little, this little bicycle Fred Flintstone car. And we're like, <laughs> dude, it was comical. It was comical. <laughs> and uh, so we pulled to the mall. We're scrambling. We get there. We talk to them. Same thing. They're like, dude, we're, we are sold out. We got nothing. And uh, we went to bed that night, got up the next morning at like three o'clock to try one more time in the morning, um, get to the airport. It literally looked like it did the day before at 12. So we spent three hours getting through the line, getting into, into the airport. And we were sitting on the floor of the airport just at a dead halt and realized, like, we're, we're done. We're not getting out. We are not getting out. <laughs> so I got stuck in the Philippines. Um, so we got, a, we got, a, we got a, a van shuttle, brought us five hours up to uh, Port Bartone, which is where I was planning on staying anyway for a night. Um, ended up getting quarantined in a guest house there for almost two weeks. Uh, like soldiers out in the street with like AK-47s, like like you cannot leave your house, like that type of shit. It was crazy. Um, and then they finally sent us a rescue bus uh, after like two weeks. And by now it's like March 
26th, I want to say. So we get up, we had to get up at like three o'clock in the morning. I didn't, I didn't even go to bed. I just stayed up all night. Um, and uh, the bus came at like 3.30. There was like 30 of us, um, you know, who, who weren't Filipino um, and were just traveling. Who uh, We got on the bus. It was like a five-hour drive down to, down to the island uh, to, the, to the airport again. They got us a flight over to Manila. And Manila is like the capital of Philippines. That's where all the flights go in. Um, got us there. So I was like, all right. Thank God I'm at least like out of, you know, Palawan Island where I was stuck. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm thinking I got to get back to Bali because I have a whole suitcase in Bali. Mind you not. Okay. So like with the, some of the friends I met over there, I have an entire suitcase of stuff that I left there. I had, I had five days of clothes with me, four, four or five days of clothes with me. That's it. A little, little bag and a backpack. Right. Um, and, and I wore the same stuff in this guest house for like two weeks. I couldn't even do laundry. It was just, dude, everything <laughs> about it was just absurd. And um, I, uh, I was like, all right, I got to wait for this social visa to get processed. So the, the woman who I was coordinating this social visa for Indonesia um, said that I could pick it up in Manila, but it wouldn't be ready for like two weeks until like April 10th. So I'm like, Ugh, all right, so I got to wait. So now I'm, now I'm parked up in Manila. Um, and mind you not, I'm running a business this entire time, right? I had launched my business on January 1st, which we'll get in, you know, we'll obviously talk about. Um, yeah. We're pretty much, it's about to come to a, this story is about to come to an end. So thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> uh, That's what I'm uh, here for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty crazy, but um, it was like April 2nd, April 3rd. And I get an email from her saying that the Indonesian embassy in Manila shut down till further notice. And <laughs> so the whole, the whole, like, you know, the whole purpose of me waiting there was completely shot. And then the same day, just as like a double, like, you know, go F yourself kind of thing, like from the universe, Bali also updated their rules saying that social visas weren't even allowed anyway. So it was like, even if you, even if you did get it, Bali, you can't come in. You're screwed. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just get it, right. Just, just go. Yeah. <laughs> so at that point, that is when I finally was like, all right, I'm throwing in the towel. Bali is just not happening right now. Booked the flight to Hawaii. And I got to Hawaii April 16th. I've been here a little over two months. Got my team here now. It's just pretty pretty nuts of a, of a first half of 2020. I would say. Yeah, not yeah. what, dude, that's that's insane. I mean, yeah, not what we expected. <laughs> no. you're, you're on the road and yeah, I was, I mean, I was in California too, but I just was, for me, it was like, okay, I was supposed to be there for two weeks. My mm -hmm. second day, I was like back home. But for me, that was just, two hour flight, but yeah. dude, that's an, and I know, I mean, so I, I don't, most of my listeners know, but I studied abroad in Southeast Asia. So I studied oh, abroad nice. in Bangkok, nice. but I went to Bali, uh, Lombok, um, the Gili oh. islands. I went to Philippines. And so I know what you mean, man. Like I can't imagine being there on lockdown because you know, already you're a foreigner and they, you know, they, they like white people. Like it's, right. they, you know, they, they like Westerners. They kind of, they, t they don't, they don't, push us out but at the same time you don't know the streets you don't know you, know, you don't know much you don't know like are you gonna go outside and there's a guy with a gun and he can't speak english and you're like just like just you know like dude while, while i was while i was in philippines too um the uh the filipino president got on national tv like and made a live announcement i can't remember i was I, I had i usually don't watch tv but i'll put it on sometimes in the background noise while i'm working so i had it on uh i had it on whatever like a movie channel while i was on my laptop and i i saw the screen like change like out of my peripheral and i look up and it's like national and i'm like this looks like it just popped out of nowhere right so i'm like all right this must be like an urgent thing turn the volume up he's talking about 
if you go out past eight o'clock, if you do not obey curfew, I give my troops the orders to shoot you down. Like literally those words out of his mouth. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> right. I'm like, okay. All right. This oh, is good. Man. Yeah. It was oh, crazy. Man. Man. I was in the, I was in the, uh, I was in the ghetto. I was, so Fort Bartone is a, is a touristy place, but it's essentially, it's a, it's a poverty stricken village. So first I was there in, in a, in a, in a poor village. Right. Um, and then I got out of there and then I was in the ghetto. I was in, I was in Pasai city, Manila, which is literally like the hood of Manila where the airport is. Um, there's one available hotel. That's it. One, one entire hotel that we could stay in. Uh, all of them were shut down or full. That was it. Um, so my days would literally, you know, consist of waking up, you know, doing my business for a little bit, walking to the nearest, uh, little meat, place called Andox where they sold like fried chicken, barbecue chicken sticks, pork, pork, uh, Liempo, they call it. Um, I would get some chicken and pork and everything and walk back and eat and then work again. And maybe, maybe do a little workout in my room. And that was, it was like, that was it. Like, that was I, did, I did nothing for like four weeks. It was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. But, Dude, uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, crazy, man. Um, jumping back to the, the beginning of that story, I, I liked how you talked about the the pre-travel experience because a couple of things where you just, you know, what I always talk about too and, you know, what I've been doing the last 18 months and, you know, the fact that you just tried a ton of stuff, like I feel like that is not talked about enough in no. this whole like starting the entrepreneurial journey or no matter what you're doing, like literally anything, any topic of life because, you know, you want to just jump in and be like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I know my purpose. I know how it's going to work. I know that I'm for sure going to like this thing if I tried. I know that if I do this, it's going to work. But when in reality, it's like, I think I might like this. Well, that didn't work. But this thing looks cool and that didn't. And I think people are afraid to be seen as like a starter and a stopper and a jumper yeah. around. But dude, I, that's like, I think the best thing anybody can do as far as like finding your thing is just, you got to get those touches, right? You've got to try different things Practice and eventually- yeah. And if you have the conviction, right? I mean, I'm actually curious about this for you because I know you said you made the choice, right? Something happened and, and you made a choice and you said, I'm going to commit to this because I think that's also a huge part because if you're not truly committed to it, then, then you can't do that sampling or else it's going to be too hard and you're just going to be like, fuck it. Like I'm, I'm done with this. So that was cool. And I like your friend too, who's everyone needs a friend who says, what are you waiting for? I love that part because yeah. it was like, what is anyone waiting for? Seriously, I was making excuses, you know. And when he when he said that, he's like, he's like, what do you what's what's gonna happen, you know? What's gonna happen in two months? And I was just like, I had nothing. I was like, all right, you win, you got me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll see you Monday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. So, how did you uh, get into the business now? Uh, mindset, and then obviously your own coaching. Um, how did you end up landing on that? You know, I, I know you tried a bunch of stuff, but what? What made um, this be the thing that you were like, I think this is something I really want to pursue and dive into heavily. And you can get a little background on what it is too for the listeners. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, mindset uh, spelled M-I-N-E-S-E-T as in not yours, but mine. Um, you know, mindset is about helping others live the lives they truly want to live uh, without them being influenced by judgments or the opinions of others. That's our mission statement. And um, essentially, you know, I created this program because I finally did what I wanted to do 
because I was so afraid of doing it in the past because I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to be seen failing and I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to hear it from everyone. Like, Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is crazy. Don't do it. Don't leave your job. This and that. Right. So like I, I, I was, I sheltered myself for so long and finally just snapped out of it one day um, and, and did what I wanted to do without being influenced by judgments or the opinions of others. <laughs> right. Mm. So I created this program based on that because I, I know, I, and I knew at the time so many people who are, are that they're not doing it. They're not doing what they want to do, you know? Yeah. They're so they're so heavily influenced by the people that they think are the closest to them, who who are actually doing the most damage, right? A lot of times it's our friends and family mm-hmm. and our coworkers who, you know, the people that we see every day mm-hmm. and every weekend. It's those people that are stopping us from from getting where we want to be, which is crazy. It shouldn't be like that. It should be the opposite, right? Yeah. And, um, and uh, so I so I so I I built this community, you know, for that, right, to help people overcome that. And the way that it got started, I love uh, that, dude. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. And and the way that it got started, and I'm a I'm a very uh, I'm a very spiritual person. Uh, and that's something that really came about. Um, a little bit towards the end of 2019, but but mainly I had a really really big uh, spiritual shift, spiritual transformation, as you might call it, um, in in Bali. Actually, Bali really really did something to me um, in, in a great way. And and uh, forever. Good place for a spiritual graduate or a spiritual awakening. <laughs> no, and it's and it's so like cliche to say that, but it it's, dude, it really did, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I had a big big, big, big awakening in Bali. Um, actually I got all these sleeves, my, my leg sleeve, my arm sleeve, I got them all done in Bali. Um, and there's a whole, whole like explanation on my, on my leg about like why I did everything and why I'm doing everything I'm doing. So yeah, yeah, needless to say, uh, when was it? It was, so, so, so like I got to, I got to Arizona in August. Um, and like I said, I was doing affiliate stuff. So I was just all the people that I was meeting on Instagram because I started growing my Instagram. I started posting like, you know, some quality pictures of myself just to like create a new image for myself that wasn't just like posting like, you know, gym pictures and, and, and like selfies with my family and friends. Right. And, right. Like a picture with, with dogs or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I like, cause I saw all these people on Instagram. I saw all these kids, you know, my, mind you not, I'm, I'm 27 last year. Okay. I'm 28. I'm 28 years old now. My birthday's in March. Uh, so I turned 28 a few months ago. Um, last year, I'm, I'm 27 years old. I'm looking at Instagram. I'm seeing all these, all these, you know, 19, 20, 21, 22 year olds uh, posting, posting their pics and their, and their, and their nice cars and traveling and, and living a lifestyle. And I don't even know what they do. I can't even tell what they do. I just see the picture and I'm like, yo, I'm like, this, something's not adding up right now, right? And and, and in my head, I'm going, if these kids can just post pictures of themselves on Instagram and talk about making money on Instagram. Why can't I do it? Right. So I just started posting pictures of myself, quality pictures, like candid shots, making, making myself look professional. And that led to me making new relationships and making new, uh, network, you know, networking with different people. Um, and that's what led to those, to meeting those guys who were out in Arizona. So then I get out there and then I'm meeting more people because now I'm in their inner circle and I'm meeting more people that they know. And you just, Mm -hmm. the network just spider webs and you got it. You got to allow it to like, like a big tip for anyone listening right now is, is allow your door to stay open. Never close it. 
never. Mm-hmm. That was something that one of the biggest things I've ever done for myself is just is just be so open minded and not afraid to get screwed over, right? Because because I've gotten screwed over by several people in 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 the last year, right? Um, and I and I've met the wrong people, but the wrong people always have a way of leading you to the right people. I don't know why it works. Yeah. Like that. That's yeah. how it works. So you got to leave your door open, even though it might suck sometimes. I guarantee you, if your door stays open, the right people will follow and they'll, and they'll walk in and that's when your life changes. That's when you yeah. see these get in front of you. That would have never, ever happened if you didn't just allow change to come about. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. It. So absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, man. So essentially, I spent all 2019 just trying what I saw other people doing. And this is this is what leads to mm. how I how I feel about building mindset is I tried, I got dude. I mean, you name it. All the all the trending online businesses, right? Ecom, wholesale real estate, uh, Amazon, Forex trading, MLM marketing, network marketing. Um, uh, Shopify, Airbnb, credit. I, dude, I was just like, I was just like, try, fail, try, fail, try, like back and, right. forth and forth. You know what I mean? Like everything I could possibly do. I was just like, if I saw someone doing it, I DM them. Hey, I see what you're doing, this and that. You know, what's it all about, right? And I was just, right. I was just on like process of elimination, just kept knocking different stuff out because I was like, I, I, I would do it and then I, I would just realize I didn't like it. And that was it. It wasn't that I could never do anything. Like if I, if, you know, if anyone does something long enough, you're going to, you're going to win no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Unless you're like trying to get in the NBA or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, they're, like there's a limit to it somewhere. Okay. But, but, but nothing, most things in this world don't take talent. They just take persistence. That's it. They just take hundred percent in order to win. And, and so for me, it wasn't about like, like I don't take fails as a loss. I take fails as a win, right? And that's the that's a big like shift you got to make in your brain for those of you who are so scared of failing because you think it's like a step back in life. Failing is a massive step forward. Cuz mm. now you just either got rid of something that you know you never need to do again but you were wondering about, which is that was that was it. That was it for me, right? I was mm-hmm. wondering about all these businesses of what they could be and I tried them and I failed them and I checked them off my list and I moved on. And now I don't have to worry about that anymore. Now I don't have the thought of what if I can do this in my head anymore, right? That's it. So mm-hmm. one day, and this is, this is it. So one day um, after I had been, this is like November now. And so now I've been in Arizona for a few months. I've gone to Mexico. I've gone to LA. I went to Vegas. I had, you know, cool travel pictures. Um, I, had, I started doing the motivational videos that are on my wall um, yep. as well. Right? So I have all, all those motivational videos on my wall. I, I had probably done about, I don't know, four or five of those by now, something like that. And I got, I got a DM, um, from this girl who was in uh, a, a network marketing business called Monet and they sell, uh, you know, like yeah. yep. hair, makeup, skin products, all that kind of stuff. And, and I, I obviously, you know, made a joke about me being bald and you know, she started mm-hmm. so we, we got to talking, right. I'm like, Oh, hair products, go figure. Right. So, um, so, you know, she ended up inviting me to, um, speak to her team, her downline who, which, which consists of like, you know, 200 plus girls. Um, and she's like, yeah, you know, she's like, I don't know how many people are going to be on. So in my mind, I'm thinking it's like a typical, you know, hoorah call, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get 10, 20 girls on. Right. Well, there ended up being like 70, 70 girls on this call. 
um, on this Zoom call, just like you and I are doing. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. Like, this is so new for me. Um, and, you know, I downplayed it like it wasn't a big deal. Like, I, like I was like head honcho, right? But, like, in my head, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, and the inside you're geeking. You're like, this is sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Oh my God. So I did this call, um, and I just ripped it, man. I just 45 minutes, just, just, just go, and I, and I, I didn't shut up. Um, and afterwards, I got like, I got DMs from, I mean, probably like 40, 40 or 50 of them DM me afterwards. I'm like, Polly, thank you so much. That was so awesome. I'm, I'm like literally more motivated than I've ever been in my life right now. That was so, that was like so impactful for me. I, I can't thank you enough. I, you know, you know what I mean? Like all that kind of shit. And I was mm. talking to the boss, like, Hey, you're welcome so much. Let me know if you need anything. And it just felt like so right. Mm. So awesome. And I was like, Oh my God, man, this is like, this is what I want. This is what you I found want. it. Yeah. And, and, and you know what the crazy part is, is like, I, I always knew, I, I like doing that because I was always the person who was like helping people and, and, and I, you know, a, a lot of my, uh, a lot of like my friends and people I knew always came to me for like advice and insight. So I always kind of had that leadership in me, mm-hmm. um, but I, I didn't believe in myself. That was, that was, that's it. It's mm-hmm. like, it's only one, that one thing is your self doubt. And that's what stops you, man. That, because in reality, what else is going to stop you from doing what you think you should do? Nothing. It, it's only you. That's it. You know, yeah. Like, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you, you know, you might be judged other people and that might scare you a little bit but ultimately you're the decider you know what i mean of whether or not you're going to do something and that yeah. was the only thing that was holding me back was me so i finally i did this call man and it was such an affirmation mm-hmm. that i went home that night and i have my whiteboard that i always i always wrote my goals on you know like with, with a with a marker and it had a bunch of stupid shit right like sell like sell this many you know packages for uh the affiliate or the, the, the person that i was affiliating at the time um you know sell this sell this many this and and buy a G wagon, you know, by April and, and like all these like, you know, money goals and this and that. And I just erased everything. Um, and I wrote motivational speaking on it. And I, I knew I wanted to do something in that space. So I got up the next morning and I went into the office that I was working at at the time, not, not, not like a formal office, but like a apartment building office. Um, right. And, uh, I started planning out the, the, the videos for mindset and that was how it came about right there. Um, after that call, it was really what triggered it. So I started writing out all the different stuff for mindset. Um, and within a couple of weeks I, I bought the, I uh, bought the big easel that I could write on and, and started recording. And, um, by January 1st, I got it all. I, I had a website built for me. I paid, paid for a website build. I paid for a landing page built for mindset. I just started investing in myself. Like all like, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going all in. I'm building my own business. This is it. Let's go. And uh, January 1st, man, launched the community. Um, and it was just, it started out as a program. That's it, just an online program. It's, uh, it's eight videos with seven different topics. And um, just goes over like, you know, how to deal with your friends and family, how to deal with social standards, stress and anxiety, uh, positivity, you know, pursuing your passion, your purpose, all that kind of stuff. And yep. I had, uh, it, was, it was slow at first, you know, this is my first ever business. I didn't know what to expect. I'm not, you know, I don't have a marketing team. I don't, I'm not running ads on it. I'm just doing it myself. Um, right. And uh, I started, uh, you know, reaching out to people and I already had like, a, like some people that were like, kind of like watching me do what I was doing. Um, and uh, the, the very first guy that ever joined uh, was a kid named Colin Heaney. He's 20 years old. And uh, he had reached out to me before that. And um, when I when I started promoting it, it was like, hey, man, I, I see what you're doing. I love it. I'm, I'm, you know, 
I'm, I'm very supportive of, uh, of your movement that you're building here and I can't wait to join. And I was like, cool. Awesome. Sure enough. He joined like the first day or, or maybe like the morning after I forget. And, um, and he's actually now my business partner. So he's sitting right here. <laughs> hey, so, uh, hey, good for so, you for reaching out, bro. Good for you for reaching out. So, so crazy story, but um, essentially, yeah, I, I built up, you know, a few members here and there by uh, halfway through February, we did the first like group call where I would get, where I got on and just kind of talked about some, some whatever, just a random topic. Um, and after that call was when he uh, reached out to me and was like, Hey man, you need anything? You know, if you want me to create, like, he's really good with computers and stuff. He's like, you want me to create like a telegram chat or, or, or like Facebook group or something like that. I just started offering to work for me for free. And, and sure enough, within a month, we, we filed for the LLC. We got it. We got, uh, got the, the uh, what's it called? The business trademarked. And, um, yeah, man, now here we are. We got, we got, uh, three different programs. Um, we're doing, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching where we got a sales team now. Um, I hired an assistant, a videographer. Uh, we're just, we're just scaling like crazy, man. But that is how it came about. Dude. I love it, man. There's, man, there's so many things I want to comment on. It's all going order. First, the first thing you said in that story, which was I was trying everything, mm -hmm. but I was trying other people's things. That's and a then, big, big one right there. and then you found your thing, and I think both those things are important. Like one of the guests that I recently had, he talked about that as the anti thing. He goes, "That's just as important as finding what isn't your thing, because then you can look at that and say, okay, I liked this piece of it, I didn't like this piece of it, and then you keep moving on. Always and learning, always learning. And another aspect of that is that's an important part of the journey because." you know, like, let's say I want to be like Polly Long, you know, I study you and I take the traits out of you that are already in me, but need to grow. And then I become, I become the version of me, you know, there's, there's two parts in that. So I think that's, that's really awesome that, you know, you just, again, you just kept going because again, on the other side of all these, like you said, failures is, is your thing is your, you know, actually my mentor the other day, he had this awesome, awesome reference. He said he was in martial arts as a kid. And every time that they got hit and knocked down the, his coach taught him to stand up and say, thank you. <laughs> I like because, that. Because, because when he got hit, it was exposing a weakness. Yeah. It was exposing something he couldn't see before, or it forced him to learn a new skill or it forced him to, you know, teach him resilience and, and, you know, I feel like your story there embodies that. And I, you know, for me, again, that's inspiration for me and for everyone, because I have bad days. We all have bad days and we all want to quit. But the reality is that the people who make it, like you said, it's that resilience. It's not always the talent. And like you said, you can, you know, people ask, why do you think you can do that? It's like, well, why does anybody do anything? It's because they spend enough time on it, you know? How does this person climb the corporate ladder? Well, he's been working there for 25 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Non-stop belief, man. You know, non-stop belief. And uh, three, three things that I, I live and die by, three virtues that I live and die by are uh, gratitude, humility, and patience. And I preach that. It's in my program. It's, it's, mm. I always talk about it. But just have, you know, that's, gratitude relates to what you just said, right? Saying thank you for getting beat up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah. like that is, that's huge. You know, I, could have, I could have, I could have complained about getting locked down in Philippines. I could have, I could have not humbled myself and been like, Oh, I'm too good for this. 
you know, I, I can, I can afford way better than this. Why am I stuck in this little, this little shithole place? Right. I could have been like, Oh, I can't wait to get out. All I want to do is leave. I'm not going to do anything until I leave. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. not had, not had humility, not had patience, you know, but like, that's those three things. If you apply an abundance of gratitude towards every single thing that happens in your life and everything that's happened already in your life. Okay. Not holding on to painful things in your past, not, not holding grudges against anyone, not having regret about anything, not being angry towards people, you know, and, and, and same thing moving forward, right? Like anything mm. bad that comes your way, learn how to look at it immediately and say, why did this happen for me instead of happening to me, right? Things happen for us, not to us. Always, 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 always. always. That is like the highest form of gratitude is always being able to ask yourself, why did this just happen for me? You know, um, no matter how bad it is, right? And, 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 and I'm not saying like if something tragic happens, right? Um, you know, and I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say that as an example, like someone in your family passes away, you know, very sad, very tragic very horrible. If, if someone close to me were to do that, I'd be very upset. I wouldn't be like, Oh, thank you. You know what I mean? Um, mm. but the way you want to handle that is mourn, let your emotions go, right? Because you are a human and it's okay to be upset. And that's, that's, it's normal. Um, but to hold on to something like that for months or years and let it eat away at you is where you got to really, really, really be careful because that can affect your whole life. And if you allow yourself to be true with yourself, and mourn whatever just happened and be upset about whatever just happened and then flip the script and say i'm so grateful for the time that that i have with that person before they pass away okay or if you if you crash your car right you just bought a brand new car you're you know a range rover you're like so happy about it it was like a huge life goal to get that range rover and then someone freaking rear ends you and then bumps you into the car in front of you and you just you xylophone right or, or accordion um and, and and you're like dude what the hell you didn't get the right insurance on it you just lost twenty thousand dollars you know you could sit there and be like well fuck me this is horrible why is, why do bad things always happen to me right why am i always the one this and that why am i why am i why? and play the victim game or, mm -hmm. hey, man, I'm grateful that I didn't just die. This is cool. That was a yeah. big eye opener. And then ask yourself, why did that just happen to me? Why did that? Why did, why did the universe just get my car clenched? Because it, it happened mm -hmm. for some reason. Mm -hmm. And start asking yourself that. Start asking yourself, what is that reason, man? And then humble yourself. That's where humility comes in, right? Like, you know what? Hey, maybe I'll, maybe I got to go drive a rental car now for, for, for a couple months until I figure out the whole situation about the Range Rover. But you know what? I'm humbling myself. It's okay. I'm alive still. This is good. And then you have patience. You wait until you can get that car again, because if you got it the first time, you can get it the second time. So when you apply those three things to every single situation, you, you win, you win every yeah. time because that's yeah. how you keep happiness. When you have, uh, when you have unlimited gratitude, when you have unlimited humility and unlimited patience, you're happy if you can really stick to them. And happiness yeah. is the highest form of success. I don't care what anyone says. You, 100%. You need, you need money to create happiness. And I'll explain what I mean by that. But like everyone says like money doesn't create happiness. Wrong. You, money is a tool to happiness. Just, but, but, but just because you have money, just because you sit there in a room full of cash doesn't mean you're happy. So that's right. where statement goes wrong. Correct. Money doesn't just, just poof, create happiness, but money is a tool to happiness. So when you use money to create the life that makes you 
abundantly happy. That is how money leads to happiness. Don't just, don't just make the money and then fucking do something that you hate with your life and expect yourself to be happy because you make $500,000 a year. No, 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 right? Use it to, to create the lifestyle that you truly want to live. And that's like, mm-hmm. that's, that's the secret, man. 100%. Yeah, somebody once told me money, money doesn't equal happiness, but it is a prerequisite. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it, that's you gotta have some it. of it. I love that one. I might use that. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, go for it. And uh, another thing, uh, the other day too, I saw something which is like, again, you can be a millionaire or a billionaire, but always be stressed and anxious. Yeah. And then you yeah. are no longer a millionaire. You are stressed and anxious. Like yeah. that's your reality. You know, emotions is our life. It's yeah, dude. I love, I love your criteria, by the way. I want to say that the gratitude, um, humility, and then patience, yeah. such powerful things. Um, and you know, to your point, like if something really bad happens, right. Something terrible happens. Like one of my guests was a two time cancer survivor yeah. and he, awesome. he's a coach now. And his big thing is he calls it the gifts of cancer. And it's like, he's like, there cancer is. taught me so much. And cause I, cause I asked him, he was like, well, what do you want out of this interview? And I said, well, I want to figure out how to have that. Like, Oh shit, life is precious mindset without having to have cancer. And basically what he said is, you know, well, while going through that, you know, while, while cancer, and it was terrible. It's like, it was awful. It was the worst time of my life. But eventually I had to ask myself because it's a question we can all ask ourselves. How long do I want to feel this way? How long do I want to live this way? You know, it's because at the end of the day, again, it's, it's our choice. He's like, I could have mourned for a year, for five years, for 10 years. I could have been in that place forever. But I told myself, this isn't how I want to choose to live my life. And so when something really bad like that happens, that's kind of my, you know, if anything like that happens in my life, I feel like that will be the philosophy. It's like, it's okay to mourn. It's okay to be, you know, in the dumps. But eventually you have to ask yourself, how long do I want to feel this way for? And maybe you need to take a year, two years, who knows? But eventually you have to ask yourself, is this a place that I want to live in? Or can I live, you know, back in that, what did this teach me? How can I grow sort of state? So I think I love that dude. Absolutely love what you just shared. Yeah. Thanks man. Yeah, no, it's true. You know, take the time that you need, but, but, but don't take forever. Right. Cause yeah. you know, your heart, your heart has a, has a number of beats. It's got, it's got a certain yeah. number, you know, and when that last beat hits, that's it. You, you know, you, you live your whole life in, in depression and anxiety and fear mm-hmm. and worry and grudge and hate anger and all this negative bullshit shit, bro you, you don't you don't got a whole lot to live for anymore and then and then when you die that's it that, that was yeah. your choice. that was your opportunity you know and that was a big thing for me man like i just i just realized like jeez i've been working at this job for four years and i and i hated it full, the whole time and i would kept, mm. i would keep convincing myself that i liked it but i hated it you know and it was it was just yeah. a, it was a fear thing it was a fear thing it was a it was a it was a fear of, of trying something new and having to start all over. And, and this is something too that I want to, I want to just quick touch on. Um, Cause I, I, I've gone over this with a lot of my clients and just a lot of people in general that I've, that I've kind of helped um, just coach like on Instagram and stuff like that um, through the DMS. But a lot of people are terrified of either leaving, you know, a, a job, that they've been at um, and maybe starting a new job or starting their own business, or they're terrified of leaving a relationship that they've been in. 
and being on their own or finding a new relationship. Two of the biggest, two of the biggest like controversial things, right? Job, career, and love. Those, I mean, those, that's like the, the, the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those are the two biggest things of, of anyone's life. Um, so that's the two scariest things of anyone's life. And, and everyone's got this fear of, all right, if I, if, if I've been in a relationship, you know, for five years, um, and I've been at my job for, for, for five years, right. And I've worked my way up the chain and I've gotten three promotions and, you know, with my relationship, we've, we've been through these, these like three crazy things together and big fights and we've overcome so much and this and that. Right. But you're not happy at the job regardless, even, even with the promotions, you're not happy and you're not happy with the relationship because even though you've overcome all this stuff, it's just not right for some reason and you know it in your heart so now you got these two massive parts of your life weighing on you that you know you you don't want of of either so in people's minds they go all right well i put in all the work i put in all the effort to 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 improve each of the situations and 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 now i got five years behind each so if i quit now and i give up now and move on I will have lost five years and I will have wasted five years. Okay. And, and the wasted part is where everyone has it backwards. You, you didn't just waste five years in a relationship. You didn't just waste five years at a job. You gained five years of experience in a relationship. You learned so much about yourself and you learned so much about being with someone else and how to handle certain situations. And in a job, you learned so much about yourself and so much about working with other people in whatever job it was. Right? So you're not wasting any time by moving forward. You're only wasting more time by staying in the position that makes you not happy. It's vice versa. Yeah. Everyone's like, I don't want to, I, I got this fear of wasting more. I, I don't want to waste all the time I've already spent. It's like, bro, you're just going to be wasting more time then. You're, you're, you're wasting time being worried about wasting time. And that was like, for me, that was like a big thing that hit me one day with Ellie Fitness because that was it. That was like my big holdback. I was like, man. I spent four years, like I was like, a, I was like a, one of the you know top directors in the whole company at, at, at some points. And I got, um, I even had like a, I was being prospected to, to be like a high up position, like a, like a VP of like a district VP where you run like 10 clubs, you know, you get a hundred K base, like that kind of thing, which in reality, I don't give a shit about now, obviously, but like at the time, like no, no college degree, you know what I mean? Like, like college dropout, like for me, that was a big deal. Um, and I just, I, I let it hold me back, right? Like, yeah. like man, four years. If I if I give up now, I will have just wasted four years. And then one day, I was like, "Yo, I'm I'm just wasting more time because I know I'm not doing this shit forever." Yeah, <laughs> you know. And that was it. And I was like, "Yo, I'm out." Hundred percent, dude. Hundred percent. And you know what's funny is I just thought back to my psychology class because I believe it's this is what it's called the sunk cost fallacy, and we learn about it in some very basic ways, but. Uh, a good example is if you're in a line in a grocery store, Yeah, you choose a line and maybe they're both really long. It's a busy day, right? There's 10 people in each line and your line's moving really slow. And so maybe two passes and this whole line's now empty, mm-hmm. but you don't leave this line. Maybe you still got five people in front of you and this line has one, but 
but you don't leave because you've you're already in that line. You've already invested in it. Or like another example is there was a chocolate bar and a pen, right? And right off the bat, everyone chooses the chocolate bar. But if you're given the pen first and you, you say, Hey, do you want to trade for this chocolate bar? People are like, uh, eh, no, like I already chose this pen, even though they want the chocolate bar more. And so it's, it's something that. that's wired in us. And it's such a good point because that's what they teach us. They say, we make decisions going forward. Now this is, we got to forget that we're already in this and move in and say, which is the better option. And when you do that, it becomes clear that, like you said, going after what you want, like you're already wasting time. You don't got to waste more time. So yeah, dude, I, that's such a, actually, I don't think anybody's really said it like that to me in all these interviews. So I, that was really powerful. <laughs> that was really powerful. Glad, glad. Yeah. That's a, that's a big one. If you can, if you can have that like brain download in your head and, and realize that whatever you're doing, it's, 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 you're never, you're never wasting time unless, unless you know you don't want to do something and you stay with it. That is called wasting time. Right. But if you don't know what you're doing and you're just doing something right now to figure yourself out, that's okay. Do it. Right. But the second that you have that thought of like, I don't want to do this anymore and you change your mind, Changing your mind is a, is a huge strength that a lot of people undervalue, you know, because everyone thinks like, oh, if I change my mind, it makes me look weak, right? Because now I'm like, I thought I was doing, I thought I wanted to do something and then I don't want to do it anymore. And, you know, if you're in a relationship and you change your mind and you realize you don't want to be with that person anymore, you know, you get that guilt, right? Oh, well, mm -hmm. I, I told him or I told her, you know, I, I, I love them and now I don't and I feel bad, but it's like, yo, if you don't, you're just not only hurting yourself, you're hurting them too by just prolonging it, you know, yeah. same thing at a job. If you're at a job and, and you hype it up and you're like hey, telling all your friends and family, oh, I got this new job, I got this, cool, I got this corporate job, I'm an accountant, executive representative, you know, some bullshit title that they give you in, in a fucking yeah. nine to five, right? <laughs> then, and then you're, like, you're hyping it up to everyone and then you get there and within a month, you're like, I this sucks, right? So many people are in that situation and so many of them will stay with that job because they don't want to hear it from their families. They don't want to hear, they don't, they don't, they don't want to be embarrassed after they mm -hmm. just got done saying how awesome it is. And then 30 days later, they realize they hate it and it sucks for them to swallow that pride and, and quit is like, it, it's like climbing a mountain. So many people just can't do it. And I don't know why, who gives a fuck, right? If you don't like what you're doing and you realize that, be strong and just quit and move on. Mm -hmm. you, learned, you learned something. You figured out that it's not for you. Who gives a shit? Oh, you know, everyone like, can, can hear the voices of their, of their family and friends. Oh, I told you that wasn't going to be good. Oh, I, you know, oh, I thought, <laughs> you, thought you said you loved it. This and that. Like, like sh shut up. You know? What the hell? You know, just because you've been working at the, the, the you know, your, your little accountant office for 20 years and you never quit and you're 40 pounds overweight and you go on one vacation a year. It doesn't mean I need to hear from you about, mm. you know, why I shouldn't mm. have gotten the job in the first place. Right. Like, and, and I get yeah. it. Like I, I, I have empathy for a lot of people because I know how judgmental people can be in your, especially in your inner circle, right? The people that are close mm. to you, family, your friends, so judgmental. Everyone's everyone's so quick to give their two cents. Mm. but like it's the people 
who don't have anything that we want, who always seem to give us the best advice. Quote on quote. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> not the best yeah. advice, the worst advice, right? But it's like, but something I also learned is, is never take advice from someone that doesn't have what you want. Mm. Big, mm. big, big, big. Do not yeah. take advice and insight from people that don't have what you want because they don't know. Right. Why, why, why should I listen to my grandfather who, and, and, I'm, and I'm not saying my grandfather personally, like I'm saying like in, in general, in general, in general, yeah. in general terms, like, like why should, why should I listen to my grandfather if he came up in, in the great depression in a whole other era, right. That has nothing to do with, with the time that we're in now was raised on the, on the concept of school, school, job, wife, kids die. Right. Like, like, why, like, why should I, why should I take advice about entrepreneurship mm -hmm. or something like that? You know, right. and that's, like, that's right. like, that's what people have to understand. It's like, dude, times are different. Be, be the, be the one of your generation. Own your decade, right? Own mm. that. Cause this is your decade, not theirs. You came up in this decade. You know more about this decade and this generation than they do. Straight yeah. Up. Yeah. Dude. And with the advice thing, you know, this is actually the, my favorite thing that Gary Vee talks about, which is when people are coming at you, you have to approach them with a ton of empathy because it's just them reflecting their own insecurities, their own, you know, yes. it's like if they see Polly traveling to Bali and Hawaii and, and they're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing It's because deep down they have a fear of that, you know? Yeah. And so attacking that with empathy is very difficult, but it's an important shift. And like you just said, when it comes to advice, like, yeah, for me, it's what I think about who I listen to. It's either they have, you know, what I want to have, or at least they're on the same journey as me. Right. Yeah. Yes. They want, they want good, the good, same good, things good, I want. Right. They, they want to feel grateful. They want to, to, you know, be happy. They want to have the things that they need in their life. And, and if, if you're on that journey with me and I know you learned something, I'm like, yo, let's go like yeah. share it with me. And yes. that's, that's what right. I'm trying to do. That's what, what you're trying to do. That's what everyone's, that's what we're all, you know, it's so yeah, I, that's dude. Those are just two great, you know, great point because it's so easy to want to listen to everyone because everyone wants to give their two cents. Always, always. And, and yeah. And, and, you know, part of, uh, I'll say this too, when I, um, you know, my, my parents, um, my parents have been split since my, my whole life since I was like two. Um, uh, and my, my stepmom has been on my life since I was three. My, my dad got, uh, got with her like a year later. Um, so both them, those two and, and my mom, um, regardless, they, 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 I was raised in both households. Everyone's just worries, 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 right? Worries about everything. What if this and that, everything has to have a very specific plan. And, and, you know, especially like my dad, my dad's like very like plan oriented, like has to have exactly what's going on. Right. And my mom, like control freak, she's got to always be in control of everything. So like, that's how I was raised. So for me, once again, why I said it was so crazy for me to do what I did with like packing up my car and like driving all the way across the country and flying to Bali for a month, like all that stuff was so foreign for me, um, you know, to, to, to do because I had never experienced anything even close to that. Not like, not even remotely, you know what I mean? Like not even, not even a fraction of that had I experienced anything like that in my life. So when I first started, um, and gotten like entrepreneurship or, or tried at least back in, uh, I think, I think it was like February, March of last year is when I tried, I tried like two different or three different businesses all at once. I was studying for my real estate exam. Um, I was getting ready to quit, you know, my, my LA fitness job. Um, I had just signed up for a 
a, I was signed, I, I signed up for two network marketing businesses like in the same week. One was the Forex uh, <laughs> trading. Um, and then the other was selling like electric planes, right? Like, like, like to homes and, and shit like that. And, um, I signed up for like both those in, in the same week. I was studying real estate. So I was like, I was like spreading myself way too thin, right? I would try to be like doing a little bit of real estate and then a little bit of electric stuff and a little bit of Forex. And I'm like reaching out to all these people and trying to sell them and selling nobody. And I just, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Right. But, um, regardless of all that, when I did it, I knew that like, I was like, I like felt, I felt the energy and mm. I felt my energy change, but I knew that my family's did it because that's not what they do. Right. They have their lives. They do their thing. And I love my family to death. Right. I would never talk bad about them. Never talk bad about my parents. Love my family to death. Um, they just aren't on that. They're not on that frequency that I'm at. Right. They don't think like, right. they're, not, they're right. not like entrepreneurs like that. Um, and so I knew that you know, my mom always scared of everything always like oh well well do you think that's a good idea well what if what if it you know and then and then my dad <laughs> dad too like immediately like this you know something like hey well just you know what if you don't make money this and that so like so like before that any before any of that happened i didn't tell him i was signing up for the electric day didn't tell him i was signing up for the forex all i knew was like real estate um so i remember i i, I went to my my parents room i actually had moved back home for a few months um after, uh, before I went to Arizona, uh, so I was dating a girl for like a year, um, and we were living together. And then when we broke up, I just I just went back to my parents. I didn't know what I was doing, so I was I was grinding. I was working every day, entrepreneurship. Um, so I went into their room the one night, and I was like, "Hey, I got to talk to you guys." And like, I I like sat down on their bed and I just like looked right at them, and I was like, I was like, "Dad, step like step to my stepmom, like Dad, step." I was like, "I love you guys with all my heart, and I'm trying too new." businesses right now and this is how it's going to go <laughs> and i was like <laughs> i was like i'm going to do this and i it may work or it may not and i i might fail and i'm okay with that i just want you to know like i'm okay with failing i'm not scared of it i might completely fuck this up and if i do i'll bounce back and i'll try something else and i'll figure it out but if you guys give me any form of of negative energy towards what i'm doing right now in any form of like worry or fear or stress if you if, if you put that on me i will not talk to you and i don't want to say that to be mean i don't want to say that to be rude i don't want to say that to be a dick because i love you guys but all i want is positive support and if i don't get that we just we just won't talk until you're ready and, and like, that was the talk that I had with them. And this is what wow. everyone needs to do with their family. As soon wow. as they do it is, is set the, set the ultimatum. It's like, look, dude, I don't give a shit if I fail because ultimately why do families and friends say this shit? Two reasons. Number one, they love you and they're afraid of you failing. And that's okay because that's just them looking out for you, but they don't realize the negative conversation that it puts on you, the negative energy that it that it pushes in into your into your energy right and you don't right. want that you don't want that fear and that worry that's bad that's just that just lowers your frequency and then it creates that self-doubt so you don't want that okay mm -hmm. number two they're the ones who are actually afraid they're afraid and they're afraid to do it themselves so what they do is they instill that fear upon you in a, in a sense to drag you back with them so that they don't have to take a step forward and they don't have to feel guilty about not taking a step forward. You see, 
no one, no one wants to do entrepreneurship. Or every, everyone, everyone wants to do entrepreneurship, but they don't want to do it, right? They, they, they want the lifestyle. They want to do that, but they don't want to actually take the chance. They don't want to take the risk. They don't want to quit their job. They don't want to lose their paycheck. They don't want to. They don't want to fail. They don't. They don't want to do any of that. So in their minds, they're freaked out, man. And then they see you do it. Their 100%. Friend, their son, their family member, their whoever. And, and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? Hold on. You're leveling up and I'm not. Let me let me freak you out a little bit so that I don't feel as bad. <laughs> not doing I mean, that's, dude, that's literally what happens. That's literally yeah. what happens. That's actually what happens. So yeah, man, I, ha- I just, I had that talk and I think uh, if anyone's listening here and, and you're trying to make a move, like, like have a talk, have a talk with mm-hmm. your, clothes, your friends, your family and just tell them like, look, I appreciate you. You know, you, you, you mean a lot to me and I don't want to, I don't want to dampen our relationship over me just trying to better my life. So let's just stay on a positive course here. And if you want to support me, great. If not, then I'll, mm. I'll talk to you later. That's it. You know, yeah. and be real. I lost a lot of friends, Tim. I lost a lot of friends over this kind of stuff. Um, I, had to, I had to drop. I had to drop a lot of people in my life and just kind of just, it, it's, it's not how I wanted it to be, but it had to happen because there's just some people on this planet who don't get it and they won't. Mm. And that's just that's just the reality of it. Um, so yeah. if you have people in your circle, you got to get them out and bring the right people in. Man, that's some that's some deep stuff. That's, I mean, I love what you did. That you were just so straight up about it. And again, yeah. just what we talked about, right? It's, you know, we we're we're going to be selective at a certain point in the journey on who we need our advice from. And when it comes down to our friends and our closest friends, I mean, our friends and family, you know, thinking about it in my life and you're exactly right. Like what I need from them is not advice. It's not, you should do this. You should do that. It's not, well, maybe you should try this. What I need from them is 100% support, yep. 100% belief. Because when I'm having a bad day, I don't need them to be like, you know, well, maybe you should just quit. I know I need them to be like, yo, let's go. You're good. You're down. But, and it's a hundred percent right, man. And and just like you said, it's, you don't want to make them feel insecure. You're not, you're not trying to force. I mean, if people level up around you because you're choosing to, that's fantastic. But you know, I think it's so true. Like I think, I mean, I'm 23 years old. And so I just graduated from university of Wisconsin, Madison. I was in a fraternity, you know, all my friends, like we hung out, we had great times and some of them are super supportive, but some of them are also like, what do you know that I don't know? Like, why are you trying to tell me how to do life? And I'm like, yo, it's not about that. Like, I'm not trying to tell you how to do anything. I am seeking the truth in my life. And I am trying to share the answers that I find. And if you are ready and want to listen, that's fine. If you're not, I still love you, bro. Yeah. That's a hard thing to communicate because you don't get to sit down with each and every single one of all your friends, like all the hundreds of people that I met on Instagram. And when they see me posting about this now, right. I don't get to be like, Hey man, I'm not trying to tell you like you suck at life exclamation point. Like that's not what we're doing here. Right. But it's, you're right. There's just that, that conflict and man. So that, that hit deep what you just said that hit really deep. And it's, it's one of the hard, I think personally, because I value love and connection maybe over anything that hits me deep a lot for sure. Yeah, it's true, man. There's, there's just always going to be those, you know, some of those people um, who just don't jump on board and it's okay, you know, and, and 
I'm a firm believer of people come into your life for a certain period of time. Some of them stay forever. Most of them don't. Right. And most of the, and, and a lot of them will stay maybe for an extended period of time. Right. But even then there, some people just do not stay in your life forever. And that's how it goes. People enter your life for a specific reason. As soon as that chapter is over, you flip the page, it's a new chapter. That's it. And you got to be okay with that. You got to understand that. Right. And, and that, that once again, that comes down to like a, like a gratitude, humility, patience kind of thing. You really, really, really gotta just gotta be, be thankful for, um, whoever does come into your life, good or bad, you know, if someone, if someone, if you have a horrible relationship, it teaches you something, right? Mm-hmm. You can't be like, oh, you know, fuck that guy, fuck that girl. You know, they ruined my life, blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm depressed now. It's like, no, like understand why you had to go through that because I'm sure you learned something from it and be thankful for it. Um, and, and the people who don't support you, the people who, you know, on, who hate on what you're doing and give you that negative energy when you're first trying to start your own business or, or, or do something different with your life, you, you know, make the decision right then and there uh, and give them the ultimatum. Hey, look, you don't have to do what I'm doing, but like, just, just be cool with it. Or if you're really not really going to sit there and like, and like cause a bunch of negative stuff and, and like, and make me feel like I'm doing something wrong. I'll see you later. I'll see you later. And I, and I wish you the best uh, and I send you much love. And that's it. I'm going to go do me now, you know? And that's yeah. it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's hard. It's a hard thing to do, but in reality, it's not. You know, like, cause, cause when you make that decision to change your life, make the decision and changing your life might mean changing some of the people that you, that you have in your, in your life as well. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Wow. That was good stuff, man. Um, I want to, I want to cover one final topic before I kind of get to our closing here, but you know, I'm curious about, you know, your future plans with the travel based lifestyle. And if you're con- planning on continuing to, uh, to do that. And I actually had a, a fan uh, submit a question too, uh, who said, um, ask him about, you know, how does he take lessons from place to place and carry them with him, you know, from Bali to Hawaii. And remember yeah. when I lived in Southeast Asia, one of the biggest things that I was trying to do for many months afterwards was how do I take these lessons and implement them in my life? And so can you talk to me a bit about, are you planning on continuing this travel-based lifestyle? And also as you go to these places, you know, how are you soaking up kind of the lessons from each place and taking them with you as you go? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I was, the, the crazy part is I was planning on, I, I had, I had, I had pretty much committed to living in Bali. Um, that's how like in love I, I, I fell with it. Um, after the first month and you know, when I went back the second month, everything, it was like, it was crazy, man. Like everything was just aligning 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 everything was just falling into place i was getting like ambassadorship from like restaurants there i was getting free clothes from one of the local stores like to promote like it was just it was like i had never experienced it like this i was like man this is it like Bali and bali right like it was like it was was perfect right it was too perfect you know right Uh, right so and so when that happened everything you know kind of got uh the 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 snow globe got stirred um you, you know, I, I, I adapted, uh, I kept pushing my business, I kept grinding and then obviously everything worked out for the best, you know, cause now I have my, my business partner, Colin, who I showed you earlier. Um, I got my videographer, Joe, I got my, my personal assistant, Sierra, the four of us were in this house. Um, and it's great, you know, it's been a great bonding experience, a great, uh, a great experience for the business. You know, we, we, we launched the, uh, the new program, the 90 day transformation program, which has three different tiers to it. That was launched on June 1st. Uh, we got a couple clients already, you know, on the, on the top program as well as a couple on the bottom and it's just, everything's going great so far. 
And um, with like, with like being in Hawaii, you know, it, uh, I, I, my, my thought originally was I got to get back to Bali, which I, which I still kind of do. And, and I guess that for now is what I'm leaning on leaning towards. Um, gotcha. I don't know when see the, the issue is Bali is closed right now. Um, there's, there's no way I can get in uh, mm. if I show up at the airport. They put me on a plane and send me, send me off somewhere else. Right. Um, so I'm waiting for my Indonesian social visa still, <laughs> it's still, I still haven't gotten it yet. And I was, I was supposed to get it in the first week of April, mind you not. It's, it's, it's the last week of June right now. Um, so I'm supposed to get it in like a week, hopefully fingers crossed, uh, here in Hawaii, I can, I can pick it up. Um, they actually have an Indonesian embassy here. And if I do get that great, still doesn't get me into Bali because they need to open the doors. So the the talk right now is that it won't happen until october but who knows it could be sooner it could be even further that way i don't know yet and if that is the case too what's going to be going on in the world see the the thing about my life is especially with 2020 no one knows what the hell's going on right we don't we don't i mean there could be a whole new freaking thing that happens next week that that shakes the earth right um and that's just how this year's been going so i plan a little bit ahead but i don't plan too far ahead Nice. And that is how I've been living my life. Um, right now, it's what the twenty third, I believe. Right, twenty. Yeah. So actually, I'm I'm booked through the next month. So until until July twenty third, um, we're going to we're going to be here till July third. Then uh, we go to L A. Um, for a couple weeks till twentieth. Then I have a few days in Vegas, and that brings me to the twenty third. I have no idea after that. I haven't decided yet. Um, kind of just waiting to see what the, what the beginning of July does. Um, and then go from there. You know, I'm, I'm nice. really, uh, I'm really like kind of last minute with a lot of stuff just because of my business and my lifestyle and just the continuous motion that 2020 <laughs> seems to be going in. Um, you know, you never know what's around the corner. So that for, as far as like my travel plans, I have no idea, man. I wish I could answer that question. Um, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm booked through July, but um, I, I want to go home and see my family at some point. I haven't seen them since January, um, mm -hmm. and uh, you know that's definitely on my to-do list before I before I head back overseas because I would I would like to get back to Bali. I, I would, and I want to I want to post up there. I want to I want to establish my my business there some more. Um, I want to get some real estate there before before everything goes up because it's definitely a hot spot for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah, um, and then you know the goal by next year is. I was thinking about doing it this year, but I think with with everything going on, I think it's just not the right time. So, so I think I think next year would be better um, to start booking events, uh, speaking events. Because I really yeah. want to speak. So that's my that's my end goal is to is to be like Tony Robbins, Gary Vee level of speaking. One hundred percent. Just not stopping until I get there. Literally. Yeah, I'm with that's you, bro. <laughs> you know, um, and uh, so I want to start. I want to start booking events. I want to start. I want to start, you know, getting some networking events together, speaking events together, hosting, um, you know, through, through mindset, that kind of thing. And, um, I think that could be something that happens next year. Um, possibly if, if, if Bali doesn't like open this year, then I might, I might do it. You know, I might stay in the U S for the next six months. I don't know. It, so right. it's really hard to tell. Um, so that answers that question, but, um, for the other one too, like how do I take something from each place? So, you know, like I said, Bali, massive spiritual transformation, um, huge. You know, I started doing, that's when I started doing my, my daily affirmations um, every day. So 
uh, morning, uh, developing a good morning routine is just really, really huge. Um, every single morning I, I get up, I, uh, I stretch, um, I, I do a little bit of meditation, maybe 10 minutes, um, just either put some, some meditation music on or just sit in silence and just work on my breathing and just, just relax. Um, then I write uh, a page like this of, uh, of daily affirmations um, that just go over, you know, my purpose and what I'm doing and, and my beliefs and just everything that I feel needs to be written on paper. And I write them every single morning, like literally, like, like religiously, this whole, this whole notebook. This whole same, same thing every morning or just whatever on your mind that morning? Well, whatever's on my mind. A lot of them are the same. A lot of, a lot of them, like, like probably I'd say 75%. Are, are like the same every morning. And then there's like a 25% that's like interchangeable, but some, but most of them, it's all like, it's all just reaffirmed same stuff. Like over, nice. over literally I've been writing this, these affirmations for six months straight without stopping. Like, like I probably missed maybe a, a week's worth of days because due to, due to like craziness and travel and shit like that. But like, that's it. Like every day I write that stuff. Um, and so when I was in Bali and I really started doing that, I really got, you know, consistent with that. You know, what I took away from Bali is, is like finding my purpose, you know, like really, really solidifying my purpose of like, this is what I want to do. I launched my own business. I'm sticking to it. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I got the sense, I got a new sense of, how can I say this? I got a, I got a new sense of, of being like a, like a human being right in, in Bali. It's so different. And I took away a, a massive shift in perspective, um, just the way that I viewed life, you know, mm. because, because in America, we all know America, right? We all know how it works. You know, you, you, it's just, that's, that's where we grew up in, you know, um, Bali, man, it's just like, it's, it's so opposite that you drive on the left side of the road, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's everything about that place. is just completely different. The end, like when you, when you set foot into the, into the island, the energy is different. The air is different. The, the, vibe, the vibes are just everywhere, man. Good vibes and high energy. Um, you know, the outdoor life. I mean, I shit, man. I, I wore flip flops, shorts, and a, and an unbuttoned island shirt every day for like two months, you know? Um, 100%. The sense of, the sense of being and just being in an island and the freedom of it. And, you know, you hop on a scooter and you, and you buzz downtown real quick and park up at a cafe and spend your day you know, working on your laptop, eating, eating, you know, breakfast and lunch in the same place. And you go to the beach and it's just such a different lifestyle. So with Bali, I took away like the, the different sense of being the perspective shift, um, the spiritual download that I experienced there. Um, Singapore, I went to Singapore for a few days in between the two months that I stayed in Bali. Um, Singapore, I, I was, that was the first time I'd ever um, been traveling like on my own without anyone because my buddy went home and I was by myself. So um, really cool experience with that. Um, I took away a new sense of like pride and leadership in myself, um, just being able to, to travel on my own, you know, book a place, go there on my own. I, I didn't know anyone there. I was all by myself for four days exploring, walking through the city, you know, mm -hmm. just checking stuff out. Right. Um, so like a sense of pride and a sense of like self ownership is what I took away from Singapore. Um, the, the, the second month in Bali, um, I, I really met a ton of people. So just being able to, um, rely on yourself to, to create more relationships and, um, uh, and expand your network um, and just know that like, no matter where you're at and who you're with, everything's going to be okay. 
right? I mm. still didn't have a plan. I came back from, uh, from Singapore without my buddy. I didn't even book a place. I had this one girl who is now like one of my best friends. She's awesome. Um, her and, uh, well, so she was living in this villa by herself because her friend and her friend's boyfriend owned it but weren't renting it out to anyone. So she was staying there for free. There was two extra rooms. She's like, yeah, dude, just come and crash one of the rooms. So I was like, all right, fuck it. So then I was living there. <laughs> like, I just like threw her like, you know, a couple hundred bucks for electric for the month and that was it. And then her and her boyfriend um, moved in with another couple and I crashed there for a few weeks, a few days before I went to Philippines. So I just, each place, man, it just, when you're, when you're traveling like that and you're, you're out and about and you're abroad and you're, you know, you take away the culture for sure. That's a huge thing. You know, the, the perspective in each culture is just, it's really, it's really different man. everything's so different in, in different countries and it's, it's crazy. Like the, world like we're all the same yet we're so different too you know um and uh and the way that the way that everyone lives um the lifestyles the that you see the poverty you see the you see the good part the bad part you know you see things that you just aren't used to and i guess you know what there's there's one common theme this is the last thing i'll say um there's one common theme to for to, to answer that person's question about like how you know what do you take away from each place um, the, the, the most common theme when, when traveling is just like, you, you, you see something new everywhere you go. And mm-hmm. that is such a huge part of growth. Um, that, you know, like, like I, I, I'm a huge like fan of I, like, I should say, I'm a huge, um, how can I say this? perspective perspective is everything right mm-hmm. when you, you when you change your perspective when you boost your perspective and you see things differently you may look at i don't know a watermelon right when you're when you're three years old you may hold this watermelon and it looks like the most massive thing in the world right you're like holding this you're like it feels like it's a hundred pounds and then 20 years later you pick up a watermelon and it's just a fucking watermelon Right, <laughs> right. You've seen it before, and it's not a big deal. So when you when you see new things, and no matter what at what point you are in your life, it just it does something up here. It does something. Mm. I have a shift, and that's why it's so important to travel. And that's why most of the people who you know who just live in one place their entire life, we we all kind of know how those people are, right? I don't even need to say it. You know, the people mm. who stay in one place forever. We, we know how those people get. We know how they are. The very, you know, lim- limited belief, limited mindset. Um, and, and the people who travel are the ones who experience things and they see different things and they, and they start to think differently. So the one thing you could take away from each, the one thing that I've taken away from each place I go, it's just, it's just the, the shift in perspective, right? You learn something, you meet new people, you see new things, and it gets you thinking differently about your life. And it gets you thinking differently about what you want. And it gets you thinking differently about your goals and your purpose. And you just figure yourself out. It's so, it's crucial, man. Traveling is crucial. If, 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 you, if you can't travel, start reading books, right? You know? Yeah. Take, take some courses. Like, just, just keep seeing new things. And if you can't see new things, then start learning new things. Because then learning new things is going to lead you to something else that allows 100%. you level up your life and then you'll be able to create new streams of income for yourself and then you will be able to travel and then you'll continue to, to, to right. 
but right. Yeah, and that's that's the big thing for me is the shift in perspective for sure. I love it, dude. Yeah, just and that's a great follow up. What you said there is like, if you can't, there's a lot of ways you can get new perspective. So there's ways from five dollars to free podcasts to travel. You know, there's there's ways that you can get perspective on big and small scales. And so I love how you mentioned that. And, and dude, I'm, I mean, again, relating on the Southeast Asia thing, I mean, it, and it, it's impossible to not sound cliche when you say it, but that place changes your life because I grew up in the Midwest of the United States and I see the world like this. And when I went, I was at a place with 140 exchange students in my apartment complex from all over the world. Yeah. And Every single one of them, France, Switzerland, you know, Italy, Spain, Norway, Japan, Taiwan, every single one of them had a different mindset about how to live their life because of how their certain culture taught them how to do it. And so when I came back, I was just like, and actually it's funny because when I, when I came back, that was the hardest, hardest six months of my life because I came back to the Midwest and I was back in that same environment and I wasn't able to, I felt like my life had just gone like, but everyone around me, it was, and again, this is not bashing people around me. This is more just saying my inability at the time to process it. But I was like, life is precious. Life is crazy. Life is, and I'm sitting in this environment where I don't feel like I can relate with anybody. And it was, for me, it was really hard because because it was just so different. But over time, as I learned to process it, I felt like, like I was on top of the world in, in Bangkok. And then I felt like I hit a low. But once I was able to take all that, I reached new heights that I had never been at before. And, and so, yeah, man, it is a trip, bro. It is a trip <laughs> and it's crazy. Um, I want to ask you two final questions. One, I want everyone from episodes to have something to act on, something that they can go do. If you had a call to action for listeners based off of everything we talked about, what would a, a call to action be? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, are you talking about like for my business or, or just- No, I mean, I mean for the listeners. For the listeners, like people are listening to this conversation and they're saying, okay, we talked about all these things with Polly from mindset to travel to business to relationships. Right, and someone's so here. Now. What, 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 how can someone take this information and what's like one step they could, you know, affirmations, you know, what's one step that they could take to, uh, to start making a change in their life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, for most people, I'm assuming who are listening to this, they're probably somewhat in that entrepreneurial mindset. Maybe you haven't started it yet. Maybe you're just getting started. Maybe you've been in it for a while, whatever. Um, I, I mean, for, for those of you who, who, who are thinking of doing something and haven't done it yet, you got to just do it. You got to jump mm-hmm. in. Honestly, that's like the big thing. I think the, uh, the best thing I ever, I ever did for myself and I'm still doing right now is just like, go, go, go. I, I, I make quick decisions. And that was like a big thing that I never did uh, my whole life. Because once again, just like I had mentioned, my father, very, very plan oriented, very, very like, like, you know, in my mind was wasting time planning so much in his mind was, was, you know, planning to, to, to not fail. Right. And like, there's a, there's a, there's a up and a down, a, a good and a bad to each of those sides. But 
you know, mm-hmm. there's also like a somewhat of a limit that you got to put on it or else you're just spending so much time planning that you never get anything done. So for right. me, like, you know, just, just making quick decisions was something that I had to really just start doing. So, you know, jumping in my car, driving cross country, leaving myself no option, you know, investing in myself, investing in my business, um, hiring a full team, you know, getting them out to Hawaii, all this kind of stuff. I'm still doing, I'm still making quick decisions. I just hired a right. sales I'm, I'm, I'm giving a percentage of my business away to different people to try and scale it, to try and build it. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm dumping money into my, into myself right now. I'm 100%. taking massive amounts of risk. I could, I could totally fuck myself. Right. And, and, and lose everything, you know, but like, I'm okay with that because you be okay. Get, ready for this. This is, this is a nugget. I'll drop money is an abundance and it always comes back time is a scarcity and it never comes back. Mm. Don't forget that. Money yeah. will always come back to you, but time won't. Dude, if you can, if, if, if anyone listening to this, if you have like a thousand bucks, 2000 bucks, whatever, okay, in your checking account, your savings account, go travel right now. Take a fucking week off of work and just go somewhere. Just go. Just hop on a plane and fucking get out because you're going to come back with a whole new set of, of thoughts, a whole new mm. set of thoughts. And everyone's like, oh, well, that's that's a thousand dollars I could be I could be putting towards rent. That's a thousand dollars I could be saving for retirement. What the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> you you think you think that thousand dollars is like what's gonna fucking supply you with food for 30 years after you retire? What do you what do you mean? Right? Don't re, don't rely on saving all your money and 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 planning everything. And you know, sometimes the best plan is no plan, mm, right? Yeah. All the time. All the times I didn't plan got me somewhere. Yeah. Everything, you know, action straight up. Take, take quick, immediate action. Stop overthinking things. And, and if you want to do something, do it. Stop, stop, stop wasting time at a job. You don't want to be at stop wasting time in a relationship that makes you depressed. Like just cut that shit out. Just cut it yeah. out. Ridiculous. Oh, I love it. I mean, it goes back to the beginning, right? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? I love it, dude. All right. Well, closing question. And this one's kind of an intense question, but it, it, it uh, allows you to give a good answer, I think. So, you I mean, you got what? 250,000 followers on Instagram. You got people listening to your words. Um, you send a lot of messages out into the world. Let's just hypothetically say that today is your last day on earth. And you got one Instagram post left and you want to send, you want to leave all the, all your work in the world. You want to just, you want to leave one message with people. What would that, what would that one, one message be? If everything Polly Long ever created was destroyed, but you could leave one <laughs> message with the world, it would, what would it, it be? Would definitely, they would definitely start out. Um, I, I'd hit that, that word max at the bottom where they say this message can no longer uh, have any more words. <laughs> I have to write the rest of it in the comments. But, um, dude, yeah, I mean, shit. Like I said, I'm, I'm very spiritual. And, this is, and that's something that's new for me that I've only developed, you know, really in the last less than a year. Um, but the, the, the thing that, so here, I, I have them right here, so I'm going to show you. Things that things that make a massive difference in your life that everyone should start doing. Get get over the whole cliche, thinking it's hokey pokey, thinking it's bullshit. Daily affirmations, write them down, and 
you know, I write, I'll, I'll give you guys a couple of examples. I am a leader. I was put on this earth to change and impact lives. Mindset is a billion dollar business. I never slow down. I'm focused. I value my time. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always where I need to be. I was put here for a huge reason. I see everything. I fear nothing. Um, I am a legend. I believe in myself a thousand percent. Everything I do is for the people, right? The list goes on. Okay. Uh, but it's just reaffirming your purpose, your goals, your mission, your, your entire being on this planet and why you're here. Um, and then I have a mantra sheet. So I write a mantra. Um, and I, I read this every morning. It's got, you know, my morning routine, my power, my daily power list, uh, my, my little morning uh, circuit, circuit routine. Uh, it's got some affirmations on it. It's got my money goals. It's got some extra bonus goals. It's got a couple of gratitudes and I have a money mantra as well. So I have a whole uh, written thing about what money means to me and why it's important and why it's going to you know, be able to create happiness for me and, and others as well. Because um, ultimately, I believe that money flows through my heart and into people's lives um, who, who need it most. And I actually have a huge tattoo on my leg that, that portrays that through an image uh, of a heart with money coming out of it and clothing a, a woman uh, on her head. Um, so like, that's a big thing for me. So, you know, mm. I have all these affirmations and and purpose and, 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 you know, reaffirming that I do daily. So, um, the one thing I would leave in an Instagram post is to really tell everyone start it from the second you read this post and, and, and moving forward, start closing your eyes and asking the universe to tell you why you're here because each person on this planet has one massive reason that they're here. Me, Holly Long, I was born to lead. I know that. I was born to speak. I was always getting yelled at in school because my voice was too loud, right? <laughs> I, was, I, was always, I was always the loudest person everywhere I went, right? Holly Long, loud voice, loud laugh. That's just where I'm, you know, that's how, and, and I always thought I was just, a, you know, a fucking bad kid or whatever. You know, I didn't know why I was so loud. I was always getting in trouble. And then, and then I started helping people and I realized, you know, my voice was meant to be heard. And that's my purpose on this earth. That's why I got to speak. That's why I got to get on stage because I'm, I'm influential and I impact people's lives and I, and I hear it every day. I, I have people that, that DM me every day. Thank you so much for what you said. Thank you for that video. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. And it means a lot to me. And that's, you know, I have this tattooed on my, my, my hand right here. It says De La Luzzi. Okay. It's Polish for, for people, for the people, right? Everything I do is for the people. And that's what I firmly believe in. Um, and, uh, and so, so that's my purpose. And I discovered that and it completely altered my life. Um, like, like 180 and then 180 again, and then 180 one more time. Like I just freaking whirlwind, you know? And, uh, and so, so for the last thing that I leave on earth before I go is you must, you must figure out a fucking way to do what you want in life. And, and, and it could be anything from A to Z, but if you're not doing that and, and, and you know in your heart that you're not doing that, drop everything. Because here's the thing too, there's, you, you can start from zero any day. You could be, you could be 50 years old with a, with a wife and three kids and you could fucking drop everything and figure it out in, 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 in less than a year. Any, anyone's life can change in, in six months if you really work hard enough, honestly. You could start from scratch at any point. So stop being afraid of what you're truly here for and go after it. Chase after your purpose with a passion. 
Man, the end of that interview left me with some uh, some goosebumps. I don't know about y'all, but I am ready to chase after my purpose with a passion, like Polly says. And, and like his call to action said, too, you just got to do it. You just got to start. Why wait? As his friend said, right? His friend said, what are you waiting for? And there really is no answer to that question. There's no thing that's going to bring you the answers. There's no cure-all, secret, quick trick to having purpose and a great life. You just got to go out there and do it. Go out there and try. Go out there and create. Go out there and create your purpose. It's not going to be just found by just walking around. You got to go out there and create your purpose. And so I love this interview. Polly said to drop his IG in the show notes. It's just at Polly Long, but he's, if you want to reach out to him, talk to him, follow his content, you can do it there. And uh, you know what time it is. Go out there, make your dreams a reality, and I'll see you next time.